it's time for the Catalyst Midweek Podcast, where we continue the conversation from this past week's message. Hello and welcome to the Catalyst Midweek Podcast, where we continue the conversation from Sunday's sermon. My name is John. I'm the discipleship minister here at Catalyst. And this is Rob, our youth minister. And the team's back together today. Yes, it is. It's back together. We took a week off. Uh, you and Dave actually talked about me last week. Yeah, we did. Um, you said some really nice things, and I appreciate that. Did I? You did. I don't that was, remember. Well, I do. Okay. And okay. it felt good, so I appreciate that. <laughs> and just uh, because there have been some questions asked, no, we are not sponsored by Starbucks. Um, I just have a Starbucks cup, and okay. it's comfortable to hold it this way, and that just puts the logo out You're front. Right. We are not sponsored by anybody. But if anybody would like to sponsor us, That's we fine. won't say no. Um, Especially the Gospel Project. Your stuff is way too expensive. <laughs> I will speak not on that. Um <laughs> Our main thing this week was we stay committed to that which we have given our lives to, uh, basically taken from Galatians 5, 22 and 23, uh, the fruit of the Spirit, which we've been talking about yeah. for several weeks now. And this week we were talking about faithfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll have two more after this week. Oh, is that crazy? Yeah. This has literally been one of the best series we've ever done as I a know, church. I know. I've really enjoyed it. Um, and after these, this is over, uh, Dave is actually getting a little bit of a break on the preaching front. Yeah. And uh, he'll be in every one of these for several weeks. Oh, I know. I it's kind of crazy that. to think yeah. about, isn't it? Yeah. But uh, I'm sure he'll enjoy it. Yeah. I'm sure he'll enjoy uh, it. Yeah, he will. Uh, Dave talked about several things in his sermon, but the very first thing he talked about was the secret to faithfulness is elimination. Mm-hmm. What What exactly does that mean, to eliminate things to be more faithful? Yeah, so what he was talking about was there's a lot of things in our life that we spend, that we make a priority or give way too much attention um, but they have no benefit um, to uh, the discipleship and the ministry of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's no point of it. And a lot of, and I think a lot of things have to do with, you know, we only can give a hundred percent. Right. Like the whole, like give a hundred and ten percent. Like that's impossible. We have a hundred percent, and everything in our life is taking a percent of our energy. And I think that sometimes we just give way too much percentage, way too much energy, the things that aren't giving the best return. And he's, and Dave was saying, you know, we should give Jesus the most of our energy. We, he should give, we should give him the most of our percentage of our day. Um, what, is there stuff? What can you think of? Like, the, the first thing I think about is Netflix binging. Okay. I, th- I think of <laughs> okay. people who that binge watch TV shows. That, yeah. and, and they always talk about, I don't have any time. I don't have any time. But if you were to, like, take that yeah, okay. time, yeah. break it down, you would yeah. realize they got all kinds of time. Yeah. But they're using it on completely frivolous yeah, stuff. Yeah. And, I mean, when, when you think about this, elimination, um, a lot of times people think they don't have any time, but the truth is they have a lot of time. Yeah. They're spending it on, on stuff that's just a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying it's wrong to watch Netflix. Yeah. But when you're spending three and four hours a day in front of your TV yeah. and then say you don't have time for 20 minutes with God, yeah. there's a there's a little confusion there. Yeah. And and so I, I think of things like that. Um, uh, I know video games are a huge deal for a lot of people, mm-hmm. and they can do the same thing. Yep. Uh, sports can do the same thing. Yeah. Um, school. School. School can definitely do that. Yeah. Um, side gigs. Oh, yeah. You know, even for, for ministers, a lot of us ministers, we have side gigs, things we're doing yeah. um, along with what we do at our church, and we have to be very careful that those things yeah. don't take away from what's most important. Um, you know, one of the reasons I'm a football fan is because it's only on two days a week. Yeah, I know. And so I don't have to worry about, you know, 
every day having to take up with football. Oh, I know. Um, they're trying. They are. They're trying. They keep adding more days yeah. to the football yeah. schedule every year. So you got Monday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Sunday yeah. And uh, I, if, if my team's not playing, I'm not watching. Oh, me either. I've yeah. just gotten to that point now where I don't watch every game that's on TV because that's a three-hour commitment. I know. Every time there's a game, and I just can't, I can't give a three-hour commitment yeah, four times I, a week. I have an issue with that as it, well. It's not something I can do. Yeah. Um, I mean, what are some things that that you see people struggle the most with eliminating? Yeah, that's a hard. I think Netflix is a big one, and it's a and that's a one they don't even realize they're doing. Mm-hmm. Like that's just such an easy thing to just get sucked into. Uh, really, any internet video. You know, YouTube is with the younger is like, I mean, I say younger, but we do it. Forty-five year old struggle with yeah, YouTube. Yeah, I mean, trust I, me, I, I do it as well. Um, uh, it could be, I mean, reading books, like mm-hmm. people's people. I've I've met people that will sit down and read an entire book in one sitting, mm-hmm. and not that that's a bad thing. Like you should be engaging your mind, but mm-hmm. man, you're kind of useless when you're just sitting down and reading a, an entire book, mm-hmm. uh, no matter what it is. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think of some other things that people get in their life. I would say, now you could go even more extremes. You could say drugs, that people, mm-hmm. um, things that take away your money and resources, like maybe even smoking. Like, I, I would definitely say that. Um, uh, I mean, it can be even as small as like uh, soft drinks, like how much money we spend, uh, how much cash you put into just soft drinks, like on a daily basis. Oh, and one that gets a lot of people is the uh, video games on their phones. Uh, oh, the amount of coins I need to buy coins it's only 99 cents oh wow yeah. and they can click on that it's amazing how many times they can click on that and then realize they just spent seven or eight dollars that's true to play a little game on a phone I haven't even yeah I haven't experienced that too much but I, I can see how that yeah. would be really easy I, luckily I can't say that I'm, I'm actively engaging in that but that, I I, I know what happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, because those companies have to be making money. That's true. To be making these games. That's true. Um, the biggest thing, though, that people struggle with, um, and that's the second point, which is eliminating toxic toxic relationships. Oh yeah. Um, there are so many different people that just give time and time and time, and that, and the people that they are spending all this time with are not changing at all. Right. And it could be even impacting you uh, on a personal and spiritual level that you might not even realize uh how many times have you seen that like over the years uh i i think people deal with it at work all the time um okay. you know it's a, we don't experience it as much working in the church we get to work with some really cool mm-hmm. god-fearing people yeah but most of the people in our church don't yeah that's true they they work around non-christians and sometimes they work around some very toxic non-christians yeah um People who are constantly complaining, constantly upset, bringing the entire mood of the office down. Oh, yeah. um, and, and you have to work with them eight hours a day. You yeah. see them more than you see your own family most of the time. Yeah. And it can really drag you down. That's true. And uh, so it's it's being able to have healthy boundaries even in the workplace of, okay, I work with you, but I'm going to have to keep you here. Yeah. Because I need to have the right attitude to do what I do. Mm-hmm. And I would dare say a lot of people uh, really struggle at work at keeping a good attitude and doing what they need to do and being faithful at work mm-hmm. because they're always so frustrated with some of the people that work around them. Yeah, yeah. Work is a huge a huge place. I can see the, the, the almost zero productivity that happens mm-hmm. because of frustration or irritation or uh, just you just get bummed out. 
Yeah. And you, you become exhausted when you're around certain people. It's extremely exhausting. Um, you definitely know there's certain people in your life that you're around that just bring you energy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're excited about things. They're motivated people. And because of that, you are motivated yourself. Right. Um, but I, I would say the, the worst toxic relationships are people who date when they're not equally yoked. Mm, so yeah. So they're dating, and one, one of the people in this relationship um, does not fear the Lord. They don't understand faithfulness and obedience uh, in all things. And it, and it kind of trickles down into their relationship. Um, uh, Dave actually said on stage that he says that no um, person should date um, if they're not equally yoked. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I would agree with that. Um, I'm, I'm kind of a hypocrite when I say that because if I, your wife hadn't done that, you'd be out of a exactly. relationship so with God, I, probably. <laughs> I, yeah. So I, I'm not the person to speak on this from experience, mm-hmm. but I would encourage that as well. Yeah. Um, the, the, the older you get, the more you should hold on to that. Yeah. Now you're in middle school and high school, like, yeah, you roll your eyes now, but you understand, like yes. you're, you're a youth yes. minister for a long time. Um, but as you get older, you get into late high school, you get right, into college, right. you get into your young adult years, and you're dating, you have to bring that up to a higher standard of, okay, I need to find someone who believes in Jesus. Well, and when you're in toxic relationships, whether it's in the workplace, a dating relationship, whatever, the scary thing about that is when it's toxic, it doesn't just affect you. Yeah. When you come home, it affects your family. That's true. You yeah. usually come home in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. If it's from work, if it's if you are a, a high school college age person, um, you come home at the end of the day, whether it's with your roommate in college or with your family, and you're always upset, you're always mad. You don't really know why. Yeah. But you know why. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean. And uh-huh. you don't want to admit it because none of us want to think that we would let ourselves get into that place. Yeah. We don't want to admit that that we would ever allow ourselves to get into a relationship that could be toxic like that and could literally pull us down and in the process give us the ability to pull so many others down too oh, yeah. all because of a relationship with one person yeah uh, a lot of the time this the, the center of this is the fact that they are replacing what the center of your life should be mm-hmm. like as, as Christians and we've talked about this over and over time with this um, with this series that God needs to be in the center of your life and if God the Holy Spirit is in the center of your life then these fruit will naturally pour out of you. And when you are in a toxic relationship, um, one that is not Christ-centered, um, it, it's crazy how much of those bad things just become a part of you oh, in yeah. your everyday life. And you become like so selfish in everything that you do. It all comes down to that idea of the squeaky wheel always gets the grease. Yeah. And okay. everything else in your world could be fantastic. Everything yeah. else could be great. Life is good, but there's that one bad thing. And for yeah. some reason, and we all do it. Mm-hmm. That one thing gets all of our attention. Yeah. Even though it could be the smallest thing. I keep going back to the workplace, but that's the one I'm, I think about the most of. If if there's one person you struggle with at work, yeah. forget the fact you love everybody else in the office. That one person, because they grate on your nerves so much, yeah. they you can't get them out of your head. Oh, I know. And I, I, it comes down to some rewiring here. Mm-hmm. You know, Dave's next thing was to eliminate the lesser option. Yep. You know, you have to know what is the necessary cutout, I guess mm-hmm. is the best way to put it. Yeah. What do we need to not be focused on? Yeah. What are the things that we don't need to be giving our energy to? Yeah. And to eliminate those things, mm-hmm. um, to get those out of the way so that we can be focused on what we need to be focused yeah. on. 
Yeah. I mean, when you are frustrated or something's in the back of your mind that's not right, your productivity level is almost it just goes down like yeah. immediately. And you realize that you feel like you've done so much, but the only thing that you've done is talk about or t- talk about somebody else. Um, you just talk about your frustrations and you mm-hmm. feel like you got something on your chest. You feel like you've done something, but in reality, you've been useless for however long that conversation was or however ever long you were sitting in that chair just stewing over something. Well, and you think about it. By being faithful, you earn trust. Mm-hmm. You earn trust. Yeah. But when you allow yourself to go down that road, you become much and much, much, and much less faithful. Yeah. And as a result of that, you get less and less trust. Yeah. So like you were saying, when your productivity goes down, yeah. then the people above you don't trust you to give you more. That's true. So again, looking at the workplace, if, if you're somebody that can't be trusted, you're not going to get a promotion. That's true. You're not going to move up in the company. You're going to stay where you are because you can't get your head wrapped around what needs to be wrapped around and you're too focused on all this negativity. Yeah. Um, the greatest people to have in your staff, at, at, whether it's at a church or a business or anything, are those positive, mm-hmm. we're going to get it done, come hell or high water kind of people. Yeah. The people who say, I'm not worried about such and such or this problem or that problem. I'm driven by the mission. Yeah. I'm driven by the vision, and I'm going to chase after that regardless of what's going on. Yeah. And you have to eliminate those things that get in the way of that. Yeah. Or else you're going to be completely ineffective. Mm-hmm. Um, faithfulness is something that uh, ministry should be based off of. Mm-hmm. And I was told this whenever I was in Bible college and even in my internship that people won't start listening. It goes with the trust thing. People won't um, start listening to you until they, in their minds, deem that you're faithful to the cause. Um, you stay at a church for a long time. Um, this is not just ministers. These are regular like mm-hmm. church members as well. Um, if you are one that just bounces around from church to church, or if you have a history of that, or your family has a history of that, like you need to stop and you need to be faithful to what God has given you right now, which is this church family. Well, that's the, that's the whole next point. Stay committed to that which he has given to you. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're right. It, when, when God has blessed you, or when, when you've given your life to something, mm-hmm. you need to realize that God is going to bless you through that. Yeah. But you have to stay committed to it. Oh, yeah. Whether it's in marriage, yeah, you've committed your life to that person. Mm-hmm. You're to stay committed, even in the tough times. You say it in your vows, yeah, but do you mean it? Um, when you take on Christ, when you say, "I am now a follower," when you you uh, you believe, you repent, you confess, you're baptized, you, you start this new life, mm-hmm. and, and Christ is at the center of it. You have to stay committed to that. Yep. Faithfulness is all about being committed. Mm-hmm. If you aren't committed, um, you really aren't faithful. There's yeah. just no, uh, there's no creative, fancy, flowery way you can yeah. say that. It's yeah. either you're committed and faithful, or you're not committed and untrustworthy. Yeah, yeah. One of the big things that we hear, we're big about here at Catalyst is friendships. Like we mm-hmm. want people to build lifelong friendships, um, being gospel-centered within this church. That's mm-hmm. how you grow a church. That's how you uh, grow a healthy church, have good culture, um, just fun. Mm -hmm. Um, And that all builds around faithfulness. Mm -hmm. Like, can you imagine having those who are in community groups or in a small group somewhere, can you imagine if you had different people in your small group or your your community group every week? Like, you would get, it would just be like trying to get to know each other every week and you wouldn't get anything done. And crazy thing is that used to be the model for small groups. 
Really? The model in small groups, at least when I was in college, was you would do these groups for a time, and then you would move them into a group with other people. Really? Because you never wanted your groups to go for years and years and years and years together. Even though that doesn't seem to work with how natural community happens. Yeah, that's weird. Um, Natural community happens over time and with trust. Mm Mm-hmm. And I believe, and this is just me, yeah. that, that that model of, of groups ministry has actually been toxic to the church uh-huh. because it's really um, created that system of, I always have an out. Yeah, that's true. And people don't see their relationship with the church like they see their relationship with marriage. Yeah. But when you step into a church and you say, I'm committed, you're committing to a body of believers yeah. who are going to start counting on you. Yeah. The question is, can they? That's true. Yeah. And and when we make systems that set us up to where you don't have to be counted on, well, what do you expect to happen in your churches? Yeah. And and so that's something actually the church has, has fought for some time is that concept of, well, I don't like this anymore. I'm going to go somewhere else. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's really the world bleeding into the church mm-hmm. because that's how the world views relationships. Well, I'm tired of you. I'm going to move on. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. That's what you can do in the world, but we can't do that in the church. Yeah, uh, There needs to be something more. There needs to be something deeper. Um, I love this last scripture that Dave used uh, to end his, his message. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his mercies never fail. They're new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. It's Lamentations 3.23. Mm-hmm. Um, when we understand God's faithfulness, we get a better picture of what we should look like with ours. Yes. And it's so important. I mean, it is so important that that we imitate God in everything we do. Mm-hmm. And if there's one thing we can definitely say about God and His Son, they were faithful. Yep. I mean, Jesus did not have to die on the cross if He didn't want to. Mm-hmm. He He could have just. I mean, He had free will. Yep. But because He loved His Father so much, and because He was committed to His Father, mm-hmm. He followed through. And now we reap the benefits of that. That's true. Um, I wonder how many people in our churches today are not reaping the benefits of us. You know, are we being faithful as ministers? Mm-hmm. Are we being faithful as leaders? It's a huge question we need to ask ourselves. Yeah. Are we seeing things through? Are we the ones dropping the ball? Because the truth is, people follow the lead. Mm-hmm. And if if we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, we follow God's lead. And we pray that by following God's lead, people will follow our lead. Mm-hmm. But it's a hefty ask. That is and, hard. And we have yeah. to stick to it. Yeah. I I had the opportunity to go to Tennessee this weekend to see um, just old buddies. One of my friends got married. And um, most of them are not in ministry. Most of them weren't, didn't go to school to be in ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of them were like, well, you've been at the same church for four years. Like, you're a special kind of breed. That normally doesn't happen. Yeah. And I, I never think of that, really, mm-hmm. um, that, that even you, you've been at the same church for uh, 11 years now. Um, that's special. That doesn't happen mm-hmm. very often. No. Um, uh, even church members, like being at the same church for 11 years, like that just doesn't happen as much as you would think. And you're special if you get to do that. And it, and it kind of broke my heart that, that for four years, I'm considered, I'm considered special because of four years. I mean, I'm going to live, God willing, you know, yeah. the average, probably in their 70s is their average lifespan. Mm-hmm. And four out of those years considers me special. Like, what? That doesn't make yeah, any well, sense. It's, it's not even a tenth. I know. And that's so sad um, that faithfulness, even as in ministers, is not a thing anymore. 
No, and honestly, it it hasn't been for a long time. I yeah. grew up. I, my dad was a minister. Oh yeah, and yeah, uh, I don't think my dad ever stuck around in many churches longer than four or five years. Yeah, and um, because that was kind of expected at that time. Yeah, you know that was kind of the norm. Mm-hmm. Um, ministers were always told, "Don't get too close to people because if you get too close to people, yeah. they're going to let you down. They're going to hurt you." Mm-hmm. Now. I will say that did happen to my father. Mm-hmm. There were people that really hurt him mm-hmm. over the years in ministry. Um, but to have that mindset going in, yeah, you're never going to get over that if that's what you're thinking going into it. If you're not having a mindset of, I'm going to be faithful mm-hmm. and model that faithfulness so others will, will take take notice and, and follow suit, yeah. um, if you can't have that kind of mindset, it's a really dangerous place to be in to go into ministry. Yeah, And... Uh, like you said, there's just so many people nowadays that are just looking for the next big thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I really, it's always my prayer that people find a home, yeah. not a church. I want them to find a, a home, home. Yeah. and find a family. Mm-hmm. And when they do that, it's much easier to commit to a family than it is to commit to a place to worship. Yeah. But. I, I agree. I agree completely with that. Um, I, I do wish that um, people understood faithfulness a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, in this scripture, it says, um, they knew every morning, great is your faithfulness. Um, God has been faithful and will continue to be faithful for all eternity. If God is the standard of faithfulness, um, then we need to be faithful mm-hmm. in everything that we do. Absolutely. In everything that we do. Well, I think this has been pretty good. Yeah, man. I, I, I missed you. I know. It's been fun. It was, it was, there, were, there, was much neat, there, there were many tears and, and <laughs> okay. gnashing of teeth you know, <laughs> yeah. uh, this past week that I didn't get to do this with you all, guys. All the weeping. Yeah, all the weeping. All the weeping. But um, uh, again, I, it was, it was, there were some very nice things said by you guys, and oh, I appreciated cool. that. No problem. So, no problem. I, uh, I, I love Catalyst because uh, there are so many different people that can preach. Mm-hmm. Um, it, we're not a... Even though Dave is our senior minister and he does the majority of the preaching, and he is the best at it of us, let's be honest. I will agree with you by on far. That. He, is, so. he is better than all of us. <laughs> but it is cool that if anybody steps in, it, it, the, the quality doesn't go down. Right, and that is that is a um, a blessed thing to be a part of. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have been blessed by this conversation, uh, we encourage you to share it with your friends. Um, send us a text message, email, whatever it takes. Um, to get the message of Jesus spread uh, to the ends of the earth. Uh, if you're on YouTube, if you're one of our uh, fellow U- YouTubers, um, I recommend you subscribing to this. Um, and if you can, press the notification bell and you will get an email every single time we upload. We try to get these done on Wednesday every single week. If you are on uh, watch, listening to it on a podcast app, uh, we recommend you subscribing. It will automatically download right to your phone every single week. Uh, with that being said, I'm Rob, the youth minister. This is John Kelly, our discipleship minister. Uh, we hope you have a blessed week, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>